Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another fine, fun edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. <laughs> we got some skeller, skeller stuff for you today. Mmm, it's going to be beachy, beachy. But how's everybody doing? Hope you're having a great work week out there and... It's going good over here. Sucks Halloween's over and <coughs> Thanksgiving's uh, not, I mean, not even here yet. And they're shoving Christmas down your throat as usual. But I hope you had a great spooky Halloween and a great spooky uh, October. October came and went. But hey, that's how it is in the hood, man. But guys, I was, you know... Said uh, I was only going to cut back to two a month. I don't know. I ain't going to do that now. I'm just going to go back to doing it once a week. I'm used to it. Um, that's my schedule now. So I'm just going to have to squeeze more research time. But I can do it. Hey, and, and two, I'll look to y'all. Because y'all have been used to me putting this show on for uh, a year and a half now. So yeah, and we're used to having it on Wednesday morning. So. I'm not going to let you down, guys. But we got a great show today. We're going to finish up the Lighthouses of America, the most haunted. And then I'm going to go over a list of the most haunted uh, lighthouses in Maine. And then uh, we'll go from there, Chief. Let's start with our first lighthouse. All right. Our first lighthouse is the Battery Point Lighthouse. The lovely old lighthouse is located in Sursent uh, City, California. <coughs> Reported for duty on the 10th of December in the year of 1856. During these uh, 150 years of service, the lighthouse has sheltered many lightkeepers and their families. That's first being the Thumbelas Magdura, a socialist from Washington, D.C., whose family hoodlumed with uh, James Madison. I guess uh, him and James Madison were friends is what they're trying to say in a fancy way, I guess. <coughs> there are numerous stories of a pretty... Of a pretty fierce storm in 1951. And then on March the 27th of 1964. Several typhoons struck the coast of Sin City. The uh, typhoons. I mean the, the tsunamis killed seven people. In approximately 29 city blocks. Damn. Despite the destruction caused by the storms, the lighthouse survived. Some believe that the ghost had a hand in that. According to one paranormal team from the local college, there are three ghosts who call Battery Point home. Two of them are adults and one of them are children. Two of them are adults and one of them is a child. Which makes sense because all the families that live there. No one uh, seems to know who they are, though. They make themselves known in a variety of ways. A rocking chair will rock by itself. Many heard the uh, sounds of sea boats going up and down these uh, stairs of the 
Oh, see boots going up and down the stairs at all hours of the day and night. Every now and now and again, a visitor will feel someone see feel an feel someone unseen tapping uh, their shoulder. So people will be getting messed with during the toys. This is a tough guy. And then one night, he and his wife heard the mysterious mysterious footstep uh, ascending the tower stairs. They creeped up the stairs themselves, expecting to find an intruder, but not a soul was there. What they did find, however, was that the light had gone out, the alarm that should have sounded out a warning never went off. So that was the ghost saying, hey, buddy, the light's out. Come check it out. See what I mean? People get stuck in a cycle in life and sounds like they get stuck in that same cycle when you're a ghost. That's pretty creepy. Okay. As an as aside from that, their cats... Uh, Freddy, uh, the Freddy cats were, were were horrified by something in the lighthouse. They refused to enter some of the rooms along uh, altogether. In one area of the house, they do not set so much as a single paw on the floor. They use the furniture instead. So, go visit that place house out. Let's see what else we got on it. There is something spooky yet inspiring about the lighthouse. Battery Point Lighthouse off the coast of Sunset City withstands the ocean waves to keep ships safe. In operation since 1856, the Battery Point Lighthouse maintains many centuries in traditions, including residents, resident lighthouse caretakers. They have reported a rocking chair moving on its own, Okay, we've heard that one. As well as a uh, sound of boots going up and down the stairs. We've heard that. Yeah, yeah. And it is one of the... Oh, go. I'm skipped. Okay. Boots of the lighthouse keeper. Okay. Visitors to the lighthouse has have actually reports of being touched. Like the shoulder. And this little story here... Some, uh, the last resident, uh, reported strange happenings while they were there, including things like their slippers at night would mysteriously turn backwards, hearing strange footsteps, and their cat acting very strangely and not willing to enter certain rooms in the house. Hmm. Pretty interesting. That was the bay, the bay, listen to me, (laughs) that was the Battery Point Lighthouse. Now, let's see what we have next for a story. All right. Okay, I've got it ready. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. We are going to go over... The Preschool Isol Lighthouse. It's in Michigan. All right. I don't know why this is 
They print them kind of small for me. Okay. Are we ready? Located on the land. Protruding from. Sorry about this, guys, but my printer. Oh, there we go. And I'm thinking I'm needing bifocals. <sighs> Anyways. Protruding from the uh, eastern shore of Lake Huron is uh, in Huron in Michigan. You'll find the uh, Prescott Isle, the Prescott Isle Lighthouse. The name Prescott Isle comes from the French term that means almost an island. So an isle is a uh, little island, almost an island. Congress, uh, okay, okay, Congress gave them uh, $7,000 to fund the construction <coughs> of the lighthouse in 1938, and construction started shortly thereafter. The lighthouse was completed in 1840. The original Pasquale Lighthouse tower stood 30 feet in the air with four foot thick walls at the base inside it was a hand there was hand cut there was a hand cut stone stairway that spiraled around the uh, entire wall of the tower up to the uh, lantern about 30 feet from the lighthouse a small detected single story lightkeepers resident was built <coughs> the lighthouse was uh, lit for the first time in september of 1840 when the first keeper moved in could you imagine being the keeper of a lighthouse though that was a lot of fucking walking up and down no wonder them guys stayed in shape <coughs> they got a lot of cardio by 1865 18 1866 the keeper's dwelling was uh <clears throat> was in such poor condition that the that nothing short of a complete rebuild would make the structure livable again the owner requested that the money be made available for the renovations of the building and congress approved the request uh on march the 2nd of 1867 Sorry if I'm bumping around. Trying to find a better place to read this. I think right here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Back to where I was. Where was I? Okay. As the construction was about to begin, the lighthouse board changed the, the direction Due to the uh, height of the standing uh, standing lighthouse tower, it was only functional to light the uh, harbor. It was decided that instead of re uh, rebuilding the st uh, standard building, they moved con they they would construct a large light at the top at the tip of the uh, Pensacola. Pensacola, about a mile north of the original 
along with two range lights to help light the harbor. These lighthouses would render the current light uh, virtually uh, obsolete, and then the uh, planned re removal was ca was canceled. <clears throat> Finally, in 1897, the lighthouse and the surrounding property was sold at public at the public public auction. Once again, the uh, building set in disarray for years, being used mainly as a picnic area for guests at a uh, nearby hotel. So, yeah, it was just a little place for them to get and have the picnic. You gonna have a picnic? When the uh, when the property was purchased again, sorry about that. When the property was purchased again, the new owners rebuilt the keeper's dwelling in the uh, style of the old English uh, cottage and used it for a summer home. In the 1940s, a vacation started. Uh, vacationers started asking for tours of the old sta uh, station of the old light station, and the owner realized that converting the property into a museum might make him some uh, money. The old tower was uh, rebuilt and washed out and cemented, uh, was replaced between these stones, and fresh a fresh coat of uh, white paint was applied. Here, yeah, because you got to have the white paint, see? I got to get a drink. It's a lot of reading. So this one sounds like it's got a lot of history of uh, being broke. Okay. The old cottage was furnished with the mid with a uh, mid nineteenth century period items and in marine time aircrafts were displayed in the uh, cottage as well. On the grounds the station finally got electricity in nineteen sixty five and the light was renovated in the uh tower. The Coast Guard would not Oh, would not allow it to be used as an official lighthouse. However, so the old lighthouse was again de uh, deactivated. I gotta check that. Sorry. All right, guys. Sorry, I'm back. I had to go uh, check it out. The uh, studio dogs were just playing around, being loud. I had to kick them out. In uh, 1977, 77, a retired couple. Georgia and Lorraine Paris took over the, oh God, I'm sorry, my light in here sucks, I need to get better studio lights, I've got one of them uh, circle lights, whatever you call them, whatever you new happening kids call these lights, okay, where was I at, in 1977, a retired couple, Georgia and Laura Paris, took over took over the property as a uh, live uh, live living tour guide and uh, custodians. George was a uh, presentable man who enjoyed his job. 
at the lighthouse and loved greeting the visitors to the lighthouse, especially the children. He enjoyed taking the visitors to the lighthouse on a tour of the building and the grounds. He shared stories of the lives of the lightkeepers and their families, and he also liked to play harmless pranks on visitors by blowing the uh, foghorn just to make sure everyone was paying attention. <laughs> the loud, unexpected sound gave everybody a startle. Sadly, George George died in a massive as uh, George died of a massive heart attack on January second, nineteen ninety two. Laura stayed and continued their work at the tower. One night on her way back to the lighthouse, she saw a light shining in the uh, old lighthouse, knowing full well that nobody was was there since George uh nobody was uh it was impossible cuz nobody was there since George had disconnected the electricity to the tower years before. He was, she was a bit uh, frazzled. The Coast Guard has said that it is uh, illegal to, to display lights and stuff. And they, oh yeah. But anyways, they get calls sometimes about the light being on. And get this. There's no power to it whatsoever. Ain't that crazy? That's just nuts. Um... There's been reports of a little girl seeing a man at the top of the stairs leading uh, to to the lantern room. So the old man has been seen there. Seen there, uh, that woman, <laughs> and uh, that's a and and uh, I think that's it on that one. But that one was pretty good. I bet you'd hear a lot of creepy stuff, especially because that guy was such a prankster. And he loved his job, so he's probably always checking to make sure people are doing their job, taking care of the lighthouse. I would love to go investigate a lighthouse. That'd be pretty spooky, though. It'd be pretty fun. I think it would be. I've seen some uh, go uh, ghost uh, shows that cover it, so it's pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. I think I would enjoy it. All right, let's go to our third lighthouse. All right, we got the gray cat ghost at Fairpoint Harbor, at the Fairpoint Harbor Lighthouse. Even though the Fairpoint Harbor Lighthouse on Lake Erie was given the nickname, the lighthouse that shunned that shunned for a shine for a hundred years, is that actually does not live up to its name. The current lighthouse does not earn the nickname only, I mean, earn the nickname alone. Its predecessor, which was built in the same site, shunned for 46 years. What makes its lighthouse one of the most haunted places in America? It is the paranormal claims of a gray kitty cat. The original lighthouse was built in 1825 when the population of the town reached 300. The uh, Painesville Telegraph issued a notice, notice asking for lighthouse bids. Collector of Customs, a Walworth... Oh, 
the collector of customs, a Allworth signed the uh, (coughs) proposal. Unfortunately, he did not leave the (coughs) detail planning for the uh, potential builder. He specified the height of the uh, deck, depth of depth of the foundation, number of windows, materials materials to be used, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, into his proposal. Builders builders Herman Wood and Jonathan Goldsmith received a contract to the lighthouse and keeper's dwelling for two thousand nine hundred dollars. Wow, that was a lot of money back then, though. Everything kept smoothly within the construction of, at first until it was, a, was realized that there was a miscommunication concerning the cellar. The construction of the cellar was not included there were, oh, in the uh, builder's plans. It was, was not until after the construction of the lighthouse that an upset Walworth contracted goldsmith and wood to complete the cellar for the additional money in eight in 1841 goldsmith applied for the keeper's job for the lighthouse he had helped build someone else received the job the fairpoint harbor light on lake erie wasn't just used as a hub for uh, commerce it was also the final stop for the underground railroad the lighthouse acted as a beacon for freedom to slaves. The town, along with captains and seamen who sailed there, was completely anti-slavery. The ships in the area would help transport escaped slaves to Canada. Many of them were kept hidden in the lighthouse itself until a ship was available. The original lighthouse began to wear and tear just a few years after its construction. After a decade, the foundation had settled to the point where it needed a replacement. Within 30 years, wire hoops encircled the lighthouse to keep it from uh, falling over. In March of 1869, Congress finally approved a proposal to replace the uh, original lighthouse and keeper's dwellings. <clears throat> the new project was estimated to be $30,000. Not wanting, not wanting to make the same mistakes of their predecessors, the new buildings, buildings con- constructed engineers to help them. They scouted the area to find the best foundation point in 1871, the new Barra Sandstone Tower and Brick Keeper's dwellings were finally complete. Minor improvements have been made over the decades. The harbor itself grew considerably as new piers and foghorns were installed. The original lighthouse was set to be destroyed, but the citizens of the community protested due to its historical values. After World War II, it was a... I lost my place because I looked up. After World War II, it was uh, turned into a museum. Now visitors can walk through the very same corridors as the uh, runaway slaves more than 150 years ago.
The most interesting paranormal claim coming from the lighthouse does not involve the Underground Railroad or even humans that matter. The most talked about ghost around the lighthouse is the Grey Ghost Cat. The story of the Grey Ghost Cat around 1877, Captain Joseph Bangkok was the uh, head keeper of the lighthouse in 1871. He and his wife, Mary, had two children, Haiti and Robbie. Unfortunately, Robbie died at the age of five because of uh, smallpox. Mary became depressed and was evenly bedridden. To help, com to help comfort her and keep her company, the captain gave her, cat gave her cats. After Mary's death, all the cats disappeared over time, except its one gray cat. In 1989, the uh, corridor of the New Lighthouse Museum first reopened, seeing the apparition of a cat in the kitchen, and always felt <coughs> it jump on the bed. Visitors soon started reporting small puffs of a gray smoke, and the sightings of continued, uh, have continued since then. And in 2001, the lighthouse got a new air conditioning system. While crawling in the basement, workers came across its mummified remains of a gray cat. The gray ghost cat, whose remains were on display inside the museum, makes uh, Fair Harbor Lighthouse one of the most haunted places in America. They say that about every fucking lighthouse. So what's next? Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right, I'm going pretty good, trucking along pretty good, guys. We got story four and five to still go. I hope you're not getting scared now. Yeah, don't get scared now. Now we're going to go over the Seguin Island Lighthouse. It seems locally that the older a building is, the more ghost it holds. It seems to be true of the Seguin Lighthouse in Maine's in its main second oldest, which was approved by George Washington in 1795. As the story goes, the lighthouse keeper at Seguin in the mid-1800s had a uh, bored wife in it on his hands. Life was weather, uh, rather un uneventful uneventful life was rather uneventful on the uh, isolated island after all the keeper decided to order a piano for his wife to give her something to do she chose a song and began to practice it over and over and over day and night after a while the keeper suggested that she might order her some new sheet music she did not take the hint and continued to keep playing the same song over and over. Driven by mad by mad uh, anger, basically, from hearing the song over and over, the lighthouse keeper took an axe to the piano. Once the instrument was, uh, was in splinters, he used an axe on his wife. Later, when the keeper snapped out of it, he realized that he had committed murder and killed himself. But it didn't say how. Still report in, uh, people still report hearing ghostly piano music on this again island still to this day. 
Other spirits may haunt Seguin, like a young girl supposedly that died and was uh, buried there. People have seen her ghost fluff, fluttering around the island. Another story involves an uh, official from the Coast Guard who spent the night in the lighthouse when it was being uh, decommissioned in 1985. He was in the process of removing the furniture from the keeper's house. The uh, spirit of the for <clears throat> the spirit of a former keeper dressed in old-fashioned old oil skins appeared in the night. Its apparition said, "Do not take the furniture. Please leave my home alone." Then there was a mystery accident following that day when the boat was full of the furniture and they went to go leave the island. It uh, sunk in between uh, going to the other island. So, yeah. So that's the story of that lighthouse. So that guy's pretty pissed. So he likes to he likes to mess with you too, apparently. The little cheeso. All right. Our last story, and it is about the White River Lighthouse. And it's in Michigan, too. You know, that's the thing about Michigan and that whole area. They got the, what it, was it, the Great Lakes up there? And then were some pretty big uh, lakes. Pretty big. It's like a miniature sea out there. So there's a lot of lighthouses, a lot of uh, ships that's been uh, sunk out there. That people have died out there. So it's got a lot of big, haunt, a lot of haunted areas there. A lot. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the White River Lighthouse. William Robinson was appointed as the first keeper of the White River Lighthouse at the mouth of the White River, north of uh, Masacon. After it was uh, built in 1871, Keeper Robinson and his wife Sarah moved into the little brick house where they raised their 13 children. God, we know what he did all the time. Did he ever make sure the lighthouse was working? Robinson was the head keeper for 47 years. God dang, so he uh, raised 13 kids in that house. And still did it for 47 years. Jesus. Uh, the lighthouse, uh, for 47 years, and the lighthouse board decided since he was 87 years old that the assistant keeper to take over the duties of maintaining the lighthouse. Before assistant keeper, keeper William Bush, who was Robinson's grandson, officially became the head keeper, William peacefully died in the lighthouse that he loved and worked hard at for uh, so many years. It's said that he had he and his wife's spirit still remain at the lighthouse watching over it. Well, yeah, they was there for 47 years. Jesus. And raised all them kids. <coughs> That's crazy. And, God, there's a story I heard, too, and I was going to tell you about this one, but it blew my mind I can't can't remember what the story was about well oh yeah anyways 
Yeah, he died right after they gave him, uh, basically, you know, got rid of him. He died because the next day he was going to leave the island. And that's all he knew. So that is crazy, though. Do something that long, and then that's how a lot of people are. That's probably how I'm going to be when I got to find... I, uh, finally quit and retire. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll podcast more. Now, I'm not for sure if it's uh, haunted, but while I was there walking around taking photos of the uh, tan brick lighthouse, it sounded like footsteps in the snow. I kept turning around expecting to see somebody, but no one was there. It was just the... Uh, it was just the uh, chunks of ice in the river bumping in, into each other from the waves. But I have, ha- I have to admit it, it was, strange. it was a strange experience. The lighthouse was uh, deactivated in the uh, 1960s and is now a museum. I'm looking forward to going back this summer to a tour of the museum. That wasn't me, that was some person who wrote what they experienced so don't think that was me now although if that would have been me you would have heard about it i would have done a podcast that's one of my dreams i want to do a podcast a live podcast in a haunted place (laughs) i think it'd be pretty awesome i think it would rock i think it would fucking rock man all right here's some more on it uh when Karen McDowell is alone, she sometimes hears footsteps on the stairway of the former White River White River Light. But she isn't afraid, she says. I like the comfort it gives me. It's like a watchman just making sure everything is okay before it's too late at night. McDowell is the uh, curator of an old lighthouse that has been turned into... A museum. Sorry about that. The uh, studio dogs are playing. She takes care of the lighthouse and gives tours to visitors. Sometimes early in the morning or late at night, she hears what sounds like somebody climbing the stairs and walking around the upper level. She wonders if it it might be the spirit of the lighthouse first keeper. When the White River Lighthouse opened in the 1870s, okay, We've already talked about this, so. Yeah, that's a pretty creepy old place right there. Yeah, that would be awesome, though, to go do a lot, check out a lighthouse. And sorry, I'm going to (coughs) be, I hope it don't bore you. I'm going to be stuck on lighthouses for a little bit, talking about the scary stuff that goes on there, man. Sorry, I'm getting some uh, notes out of my way. So I can get ready for the next segment of the show. But if y'all have any stories of any lighthouses around where you live, email them to me at ghoststoriestoldfromthesouth at gmail.com, my friends. But let's check this out. All right, we are going to go over some of the most haunted lighthouses in Maine. And then on my next episode, I will break them down. Lighthouse by lighthouse. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry about that. Okay, we are going to do... The Suicide Light. The Montegas Rock Light. 
Whoops. Lighthouse keeping is a lonely life at best. So several keepers unable to deal with the con constant danger and loneliness commit suicide. The uh, new keeper of the Manatingus Manatingus Rock Lighthouse, unaware that it's that his predecessor killed himself, decided to open a portion of the lighthouse he found closed. Suddenly the doors angrily slammed open and shut. Lighthouse bulbs died when placed in their sockets, cups, and dish. Oh, so they would die when they'd get placed in the sockets. Cups and dishes uh, flew off the table in a rage and cup door and and doors refused to remain closed. Wow, that's a pissed off ghost right there. The uh, the peace returned when the new keeper reclosed the area during a scheduled inspection. The area was reopened and everything broke loose. Every, however, the inspector reported nothing unusual to their uh, surprise. Bet you he was thinking, "Thank God." It's a good, it's a stone structure. It's a pretty cool little place. Go check it out. Go look it up on your old Google. Google this. All right, now we will go over this. Oh, here's one I did talk about, so we probably won't do it. Uh, it's the Seguin Lighthouse, and I just did that one, so. I don't think we're going to talk about the Seguin Lighthouse. But we are going to talk about the Ram Island Lighthouse. <laughs> and of course, this is my favorite thing. A fucking lady in white. Jesus, why is it always a lady in white? <coughs> always. Okay. Before a, light, a lighthouse appeared on Ram Island, a fisherman started the tradition of hanging a light in his dory, warning uh, mariners of the impending danger. Other fishermen soon followed his example. When the light was not bright enough for the sailors to see, a woman in white reportedly appears waving in brightly little tor waving a bright little torch several fishermen reported seeing her just in time just in time before avoiding disaster some reports still see her waving her torch and saving lives and see that's weird nobody really knows why so i'm gonna dig into that one dig into it good that didn't sound very nice now we're gonna go over the uh Hendrick's Head Lighthouse. A beautiful ghost whose identity and fate sparked much speculation walks on the beach near Hendrick's Head Light. During a March gale, a ship crashed in the ledge of a half mile from the lighthouse. The keeper, unavailable, unable to rescue the passengers, 
watched helplessly as the ship and its passengers and cargo disappeared into the waves. The next day, while searching through the debris, the keeper and his wife found two feather mattresses tied together and heard a strange noise coming from them or coming from the inside. When they uh, united the mat or split the mattresses apart, they found that an infant girl snuggled inside a, a wood box believed being the mother placed the baby in the box to save her life they took the child home and raised her as their own many believe that's uh, many believe the beautiful grief stricken woman seen waving the uh, uh, torch on the beach is the mother's child which would make sense if she died like that tragic tragically She's like, no, don't come here. You're going to hit some rocks and you're going to ship. Whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to freaking say. Okay, let's do the Woody, the Wood Island Lighthouse. Okay, that's not it. Okay. Yeah, it is, you ding dong. Okay, the Wood Island Lighthouse. Murder and mayhem stalked its lighthouse. Sheriff Fred McLean rented a chicken coop in the Wood Island to differ named to a drifter named Howard Hobbs. When he threatened to arrest Hobbs for fighting with Mrs. Mulligan, Hobbs shot him. Witnesses helped carry the uh, mortally wounded sheriff to his house where he died. A distraught Hobbs raced to the keeper's house and disappeared. Uh, oh, and a, oh, in despite he didn't disappear. A distraught uh, Hobbs raced to the keeper's house, and despite the keeper's uh, accurate attempted to claim uh, him shot and to claimed to have shot himself so basically this guy got pissed off at the sheriff here killed him and went off and uh shot himself so so there's reports of this guy that's gonna be a good one to cover i can't wait till i cover that one it's gonna be juicy juicy okay what am i gonna do now got that one let's go well it kind of screwed me here oh here we go it's still talking about the same place <laughs> locals believe that the strange noises heard coming from the chicken coop belong to McLean and Hobbs they also report seeing dark shadows roaming the grounds and hearing locked doors mysteriously flying open. Keeper Oxcart, terrified Sirius, has fled to the uh, mainland boarding house one night and jumped, in, and jumped to his death the next day. Wow, he was that freaking, he was that shook up. Man, this staircase is creepy. Yeah.
There are many uh, seemingly haunted American lighthouses, and each has its own chilling tale. Well, kind of screwed me there, guys. Well, anyways, let's see what's next. Well, that was it. That was the last of them. So, on our, my next little uh, episode, I am going to uh, dig into these stories deeper and tell you about the ones I just did, these ones in Maine. So, yeah, boy. So, that should be a great show. I hope you guys don't get too scared tonight. Now, remember, if you see a lighthouse... It's the woman waving the torch saying, don't come here. Something bad will happen. But you guys, good, be good. Be, uh, be good. Scare each other. Uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube, <coughs> on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Go and uh, check us out. On, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, uh, iTunes, Amazon, we're on pretty much any platform to listen to podcasts. We're there, guys. But thank you for listening. Yeah, it gave us a great, great month. We had over uh, 300 downloads. Didn't quite break my Halloween record of last year, but I think we can do it. So keep on downloading and keep hitting them five star likes for me and keep giving me thumbs up and stuff, guys. So. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the new listeners. Thank you for Canada. We're getting hurt in like I still think still 15 countries. So that's pretty awesome. But you guys be good. Be real. This is Ghost Stories Told from the South. And I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. I hope you guys have a good evening. Bye-bye. And by the way, this has been a, a Booth Podcasting Production, guys. We will see you later. Bye.